0: The reason why God is in my life is because of my parents. It was my dad's birthday, right? And like, I stayed up to decorate and I don't know he, he's like a pretty simple guy. Like he doesn't like any gifts. Like, he doesn't want us to make a big deal. He even said like, oh, I just want to get this day over with. As we were singing to him, like it hit me that like one day, like the reality is I'm not going to be able to sing him happy birthday. And I shouldn't get that into my head, but I, that's how my brain is. I think like that. And I don't cry. Like, I don't really show my emotions in front of people. Like, I'll just do it in private. But I just broke down. A part of me just wants to be able to capture somebody's voice. Like, the smell of things, just to remember how life used to be. Like, that nostalgic feeling. I just realized, like, his love for me and my mom's love for me. I just couldn't comprehend, like, God's love, you know? Like, if somebody could sacrifice something. Because my parents went through a lot. And they sacrificed a lot for my siblings and I, but yeah, Friday, I don't know what got into me because usually I'm just like happy on birthdays, but I just started getting sad. And a lot of my friends um, don't have father figures in their life or like they passed, they passed on already. And so like my friends from my hometown, they purposely come to my house to speak to my parents because they have like this youthful spirit in them. And they always like, um, my parents always speak truth in them in life in them and they encourage them. And they don't have that when they go back home. They don't have a dad that um, tells them like they're beautiful or they they're loved. And it's just I thought of that <laughs> and just the thought I just I just couldn't stop crying. So I just stopped everything. And I just prayed for everybody that night that didn't experience like love like I did. You know, I feel like obviously God's love is everlasting. But just the thought of losing somebody it just scares me. Yeah, I'm just grateful that I was just my dad introduced just the concept of God to me and who he was, you know? So that's the reason why I am who I am. Why do we have to like stop living our youth at a certain time and at a certain time, our imagination stops running. And, um, the concept of being a child, you don't have to worry because you know, your parents kind of have your back in a way. Like if you ask them for money or like, I don't know, like food, like you, they'll just say yes to you and you don't ask again. But as we get older, it's like, why do we keep questioning God? You know, like when Mm -hmm. we need something, it's just so easy to just second guess saying like, hey, God, did you hear me? Or like, um, is my prayer even valid? Is it big enough for you to answer? Yeah, I
1: think when you shared your perspective with me on Friday, that got me thinking about my relationship with my parents and put me in that perspective as a child under them Mm -hmm. and then kind of expanded upon that as God um it also made me realize like, a lot of people have daddy issues <laughs> yeah it's so true so many yeah. people have daddy issues and I, like because i i didn't even feel like it was compared fair to compare my own father to god Like, i had no problem comparing with my mom and god but when it came to my father i don't know it's just not the father that i think i would be to my own children Um, but it made me appreciate my mom so much more and to just feel that unconditional love that she shares for me and my sister and even though I remember her saying this even last week I'm 26 years old now and I've been out of the house since I've been like 18 or 19 she says she still thinks about me every day every night before she goes to sleep and every morning we are on her mind and she's fixated on us. And this is just, this is my mom. This is my physical mom. Like God does this to everybody. Like God has this unique way of being intimate with every single person on this earth, which is just unfathomable. Just like the perfect parent for everybody. But yeah, it just made me really appreciate my own mother. Did anybody else go down memory lane?
2: The past like five seconds, yeah.
1: (laughs) Five seconds being a child?
2: I mean, growing up, my parents were kind of like, both of them kind of had anger issues. So it was kind of not great growing up. But now, now we're fine. We're, we have like a actually a really good relationship now. So just me thinking, I was like, I wonder how my relationship back then affected my relationship with my faith right now. And it was probably like, oh, I think back then my parents used to like force me to go to church, you know? So I rebelled against it for so long. And when I went to college, it was weird. I just started going on my own. And I was like, wait, am I actually like religious? It was just... We are trying to figure that out on my own. Um, But this is also kind of weird because I've been talking about this with my therapist a lot and she's been discussing with me, like sometimes the reason we're so angry with our parents now is because we still have unresolved issues with them from the past. And she's been like trying to help me like communicate with them. And um, I feel like I've just been praying to God and asking him to like, helped me better understand them as people and realize i've come to realize actually in the past like week or so that they were growing along me as well like yes i was a kid i was dumb i was growing doing stupid things but they were also still figuring out life they were like 30 40 like they were still young when i was a kid and it just makes it made me so grateful and it just made me realize like yeah, I think I know my parents, but even then, like, I don't really know them. I don't know what they went through. And I know they've done a lot. They were both immigrants and it just it just makes me realize how appreciative I should be of them and how I how appreciative I am of them.
3: I think mm-hmm. it's interesting how we enter the realm of relativity a lot to compare ourselves um, and our achievements to others, but we don't enter the realm of relativity to understand how blessed and how fortunate we are. Like, mm-hmm. why do we enter the realm of relativity when we feel sorry for ourselves? Why, why, why don't we enter the realm of relativity to realize how amazing we are and what we've accomplished, um, in comparison to a lot of people who have been less fortunate, you know, I feel like we can use the realm of relativity to our benefit. You know, I like to call it the realm of relativity, you know, comparing ourselves to others. That's just the way I frame that um, mm-hmm. because it really isn't valid unless you validate it with your sense of self, either consciously or subconsciously. Like you can, you can be in your power. You can love yourself entirely and not care about what other people are doing because you're doing everything that you're doing in, in your power to be successful and to be the best thing that you can be, uh, and whatever best means to you, you know, but why don't we enter that same realm when we're, when we're thinking about our stance, our blessings, our fortunes, um, in comparison to people who born with nothing, Mm
1: -hmm. you know,
3: we were all born with so much. Everyone here um, there, there are so many people born into literally nothing, no house, That's orphan, in in the system, no one to care for them, other than somebody that was assigned to them. Um, and it's just like we gotta flip, we gotta flip that around. We gotta, we gotta take the reciprocal of that equation, use the realm of relativity to our benefit, not to our demise, not. Because what's it for if we're not using it to understand how fortunate we are? Sure. Why, why do we let that destroy us? Why do we let our comparisons, our sense of self being compared to others? Why do we let that destroy us so much? We're so powerful, we're so blessed. No way anyone's gonna take that away from, from me and from our community. No way anybody's gonna tell me that I'm not doing my best because I know I am. Mm-hmm. That's
4: true.
3: And no one lives inside my mind in my life but me. And I make it that way by affirming to myself every day who I am. You know, we can do that together, you know, as a community. Um, but yeah, that's a lot of communities don't have that sense of self-awareness. It's just all relative because you're, you're hoisting a reputation up. You're, you're battling for some sort of sense of self that's not even you. Mm-hmm. You're going to school every day. You're going to your job every day because you're defending a reputation. You're defending a idea that's often illusionary, inconsistent with who you really are. You know, our communities, we should build each other up to, to take that step and go on that entrepreneurial venture, go on that escape, go on that, just follow your heart if you have a family and you have parents and you have a community, (laughs) it might as well be something that's going to push you to be your best self and to like bring something into this world, bring your own agenda into this world. And if, if more of us did that, the world would be in a much better place because we'd have more dignity. We'd have more ownership over what we're doing. We'd have more of ability to redistribute resources because we're owning what we do and we're doing it ourselves. go out and find people who are gonna push you to do your thing. Like I was just held back for so long, you know, Mm. told what to do, told I had to play baseball, told I had to join a fraternity, told (laughs) I had to be a man who expresses uh, defensiveness and insecurity as a lifestyle choice, That, that I had to do that, that I had to go along with the boys that I couldn't be myself in my own power, and and what I decided, in, and what I thought of myself to be, and you know, then the universe shook that up. It said, "Ben, what are you doing, man? We gotta get you. We gotta get you on track." You know, I was I was doing things that were inconsistent with my soul. I was feeding my ego and not my soul. Find something that's going to feed your soul. Yeah. If your ego's that's in true. it,
0: mm-hmm.
3: drop it right away. That's an anchor, baby. You got to fly. <laughs> Yeah. You gotta set sail. Get on your horse. But yeah, that's that's it. I don't know. I just <laughs> I just wanted to play off that um just um you know just the you know, God's children and just the whole idea that uh you know we often forget that we have a family
2: mm-hmm.
3: inherently. Yeah. Uh you know, a whole universe looking after us, a whole whole omnipresence looking after us, energy flowing Mm -hmm. into us, allowing us to make conscious decisions to manifest things into our reality consciously, if we so choose. But a lot of us don't know how to ask because we're so drowned in in orders, in requirements.
5: Yeah, and they weren't even your requirements. Like, it
1: was, like, so I feel, like,
5: so many things that, like, uh, I guess, like, society or, like, we as people, like, like, what Ben was saying about, like, being told to, like, play baseball and, like, join a fraternity, like, things that, like, we're told we have to do are just, like, like, I don't know. I've had so many moments where I saw myself and I'm, like, well, like, who told me to do that? Like, because I didn't tell myself, like, I didn't approve that. Like, someone just told me, but I went along with it. You know, so it wasn't just like, oh, someone is like terrible for telling me that. It's like I also like have the autonomy to like go along with it and stuff like that. And like, yeah. Um, Oh, I was also thinking about what Ben said and it reminded me of my grandma. Ah, okay. I love my grandma. If you know me, you know I love my grandma. So I love my grandma. She's dope. Today is her 80th birthday. Hey. Yeah. hey happy birthday,
2: grandma.
1: Yes.
5: Yeah, she's uh oh, she's the best. She's literally like my best friend. Like I love her. But okay, so yes, I went to her house and she has so she I don't know what religion this is, but she has like an altar. And it's like, you have offerings for like your ancestor and she like prays every day and has like um, incense that she burns and like she puts out like candy and like little things and stuff like that. So like every time I go to her house to like kind of like, I guess like show respect for her and like her religion and also like they're my ancestors too, then like I'll go and pray too. And so today I did that. And then like when Ben was talking about um like the realm of relativity or I guess like so sorry I pray like every time I go over to our house basically and especially for like Chinese New Year like really big celebrations like that it's like important to pray um but yeah and then so like every time I would pray because like I've been praying since I was young like in that setting I guess then I would be like you know like thank you because <laughs> like I didn't really know how to like talk to like someone I like didn't even know and like i didn't even know how to like no one told me like how to pray or anything they're just like you have to stand here and close your eyes and have the incense and like wait until like an acceptable period of time has passed and then put the incense there so like i didn't really know how to like pray but basically like as like any young kid like i don't know i kind of looked at it as like santa claus like i was like okay like i really want straight a's like please help sister out, like <laughs> you know, <laughs> and everything. So but then like as I got older and like which leads me to like me talking about her birthday today, like it kind of changed from like going from like a place of lack and asking for things to like feel like a void or like feel like oh there's a pocket of space that like I needs to be filled by like I don't know, good grades is just like an example I just said. But like you know, just like anything you like feel like you need. Mm -hmm. and stuff like need or want um but I like recently switched my mentality around that to like just like I guess like entering the realm of relativity in a state of like oh my god like I have so much right now like I have a ridiculous amount of abundance right now holy crap like thank you thank you so much and like you know and then so like after switching that it really changed (laughs) excuse me my personal or not even my perspective but just like how I praise because instead of like standing there going like I want this this and this and like have my whole list of like demands and then like kind of waiting to see like okay like <laughs> is this like is that enough time now like okay great like I'm done <laughs> to going like oh my god like thank you so much and just like brimming with like I don't know like gratitude and Mm -hmm. like abundance and just being like oh my god like thank you so much and where like so much time has passed where i'm like okay like it's kind of been here a long time like i kind of have to go back to to the rest of the world now like my (laughs) grandma's wondering like what i'm doing here Mm -hmm. and like things like that so yeah
1: that's my story Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, my prayers switched like that, too. I used to have demands for God. You got to meet these demands by the end of the week or else you're not real.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I, I need a bike. It. I need that <laughs> MTX Fonto. off-road bike right now.
1: If I'm not opening up a present that's not revealing this red shining bike on Christmas <laughs> Day, forget about it. <laughs> you're a hoax.
6: Yeah, it's really difficult to believe in something that we don't get to see, but... Then we have these experiences where we feel something and it's just like, okay. It's just an understanding. Like, mm-hmm. at times we can't even explain it in words. It's just like like falling in love, you know what I mean? It's just like falling in love over and over
3: again. That's mm-hmm. that feeling. Right. I feel like another thing, um, I feel like when we go to pray, when we go to manifest um, what we want, you know, we're so focused on the object rather than the feeling associated with the acquisition of that object or a feeling that we want to feel like we want to feel secure about ourselves or we want to feel, you know, uh, autonomous. or we want to feel like we can take the next step in our creative venture with this equipment. Like we don't ask the why's enough. We just say, I need this. You always have to have
1: the intentions. Put the why. For anything Absolutely. Put the
3: why in the prayer. Mm -hmm. put the why in the prayer put the why on your manifestation on your manifestation list Mm -hmm. because the why is what you're getting not the object the object is just the vehicle and in the grand scheme of things it's it's an illusion to ask for an object Mm -hmm. asking for the feeling
1: purpose too like how is this object going to go ahead and serve you and allow you to be a disciple for the greater good of humanity because truth is a
3: feeling Truth is a feeling and a, a sense of knowing. Um, it's not tangible. And so why are we praying for tangible things? Why don't we pray for, I mean, I, I've, I've kind of switched the way I manifest. Like I'm asking why I want this thing. Like, what is this going to help me do for people? What is this mm-hmm. going to help me do for myself? What am I going to feel when I acquire this object? Mm-hmm. What am I, I going to feel when I acquire this community? Mm-hmm. What am I going to feel when I acquire this achievement? You know, Absolutely. how is this going to take me to the next step? Like, um, chase feelings, yeah. not physical things.
6: It's funny because at times whenever we, you know, we put in our why, but then God works. And it's really interesting because at times we're, we're blinded and we like, we're like, no, this isn't it. Like we kind of reject and don't have that open heart or open eyes, you know just to receive that gift we kind of tend to like run away at the just run away from what we were asking for so it's just like really important at times to just always have an open heart and open you know open arms in receiving whatever things he's willing to give because at times people are blinded and they don't Mm -hmm. you know we don't we just move on
3: yeah Yeah. I mean sometimes I feel like you ask for something but you're delivered with the alternative that ends up in the grand scheme of things being more beneficial to your growth, more beneficial to your journey. Like I've asked for certain things, like, you know, (laughs) I was like, oh my God, I need to to get a job. Like I need to, you know, I want to, I got music equipment to buy. I got, I got stuff I need to do. Like I got, I want to expand my operation. And, um, you know, I was like, so I was just so outward looking. You know, I was so, I need the job. I need the tangible place. I need this thing instead of, I need to feel secure that I am getting the resources I need when I need them, or Mm -hmm. I need to feel like, you know, um, I want to feel like my hard work is paying off. I want to feel like I'm getting somewhere, um, you know, with this next step, whether it's a job or something, but then like you know, my mom just kind of swooped in one day and said, Hey, you want to work in the garden? I'll pay you. Wow. It's just like, that's crazy. It was right in my backyard.
0: Yeah. Literally. You know,
3: it's right there.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So like, we just, just, that's why that, that kind of like, um you know, taught me like it's not always exactly what you're looking for that you need.
2: Mm-hmm. Like
3: you think you need this, you think you need this big, Crystal palace car, whatever. But really, what you need is the sense of security. What you need is a sense of confidence. What I what you need is the sense of um just that self-glow, and you feel invincible, like you just feeling good. Like that's what people want. You know, they think they want the object, but they really want the the feeling of security and of love for themselves. The feeling is hidden beyond the veil of the object. And we just, we forget to, we forget that we're going for a feeling, you know, the object is just a vehicle to get there for, for some of us, but the, the feeling that's, that's what rings true.
1: Mm -hmm. It's just so funny how we forget the love and the confidence so fast. I don't know, being human, I feel like God shows his supernatural powers in my life all the time. And he gives me great, grand examples of how He's real. And I have plenty of stories to go ahead and share that. But I still fall into, I don't know, a place of lack, a place of survival, a place of wanting. And I just lose lose touch. And I lose touch without love sometimes. And that was definitely what was happening last week. I was just clueless. Like, is this kind of like you were talking about earlier, comparing yourself to other people? Because sometimes you look at others... Others and you see the success that they have, and it's like, well, I want that for myself. Like, I deserve that. I work hard. How come I don't have that right now? Like, this was what was promised to me by God. He told me Himself. And then you just feel a little uneasy about your path. But every time I do that, I just know I got to get back to my source. So I started praying, 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 and worshiping out loud and just singing. And I would, I spent probably like two and a half hours one morning just singing. And right after that, my friend calls me and this girl I've been chatting up with, and it comes out of nowhere, like you're talking about. And she's a, just an amazing human herself. She's a mentor for a lot of people. And that's kind of what she does. And she asked for help, And she asked for help and she, she... Ended up interviewing me for the job and I ended up getting a sweet little job like out of nowhere. It was interesting. It was like coming from a place of lack and then it's just yeah. like, forget that, surrender it. This is my path. I yeah. am confident that this is what I need to do. It's the only thing I can do. I'm bettering myself and I'm bettering humanity around me. If I wasn't, I'm just like, pretty much the life is just being sucked out of me and I'm not fun to be around. Yeah. You don't want to see working in the office 40 hours a week.
3: I found the most
1: success with
3: just manifesting my prayers Um, when I focus on the vibration and the intensity of that feeling that I want. I, you know, I, I focus on that love for myself. I focus on, you know, creating that space for the universe for God to work through me to bring into reality. What, you know, what, the universe wants to bring mm-hmm. um and it's just when you think about when you when you think about um exactly how it's going to happen exactly what you need exactly 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 your mind is creating an illusion mm-hmm. like your mind is creating something that it thinks it needs your mind is creating a circumstance that it thinks it needs to feel secure because that's the only way the mind can feel secure is if it creates something in itself but really what's you know what we need to do is learn how to lose the mind's role in the manifestation focus on the feeling focus on being grateful focus on bring creating that magnet that 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 vibration of love mm-hmm. because if if you if if you're not vibrating highly if you're not creating that space if you're a rock you're compressed, stressed, it's not going to, it's not going to happen. Create that love, create that positivity, bring it to you. Don't chase it. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why I like to think about it because I've found some of the most incredible things happen when I just focus on the way I want to feel.
0: Mm -hmm.
3: And I can't stress it enough because it's just the most beautiful thing when it just is slapped right on your face and you were like, whoa, all I had to do was just focus on this feeling of love for myself and for what's what I'm going through, surrender, surrendering mm-hmm. the mind, not thinking that I know it all, not thinking that I know everything I need. You know, that's... Let it happen, baby.
4: I feel like one of the best ways to get out of like the mindset of being an orphan is to focus on the ways that God takes care of you. And a lot of the times that's like the smallest things like, you know, it might sound like small, but the fact that you woke up this morning, you opened your eyes like a lot of people didn't get to do that today. And, you know, we're very so fortunate. A uh, yeah. And a like, That's a yeah, and like, yeah. And just the little ways that God is communicating with you. Like I find a lot of the time he communicates through other people. He communicates through just daily circumstances that we look over. Um, yeah. And even through like dreams and stuff, like pay attention to your dreams, I always say this like the ones you have at night, um, the little like intuitive hunches that you get. Um, and I feel like a good example of this like, happened to me a couple months ago. Um, I was going through like kind of a hard time and I had this dream of like, I remember one night I went to sleep and I woke up and I had this like insane dream. Um, and in the dream I saw like a purple sky it was at night. Like the way it looks like when you go camping and you see all the stars out and there's like millions and millions of like stars but the sky was purple and I woke up and I was like, it was just like the most beautiful thing I ever seen. Right. And I texted Sabrina mm-hmm. and I was like, dude, like, and she knew that I was like going through a rough time too. Um, and I didn't tell her about the dream. Um, but like, I think she prayed for me that morning. And after she prayed for me, she let me know. She's like, okay, I got you. And then after that, um, I told her about the dream and she's like, dude, when I was praying right now, I saw like a purple sky. And in that moment, like, oh. it's just like an image of something. Right. But in that moment, I knew that I was going to be okay. Um, at the time, like this wasn't like a thing, right? This zoom call with all the, like the community that we've like found here, but I knew that everything was going to be okay somehow. Um, just by the fact, like Sabrina is like one of my closest friends and, um, just by like me not telling her anything, I just like new and a couple of months later, you know, she texts me like, Hey, like join this community group with me and my friend, Michael. And like, it's going to be fun. It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. And You're going to grow a lot and learn. And like, honestly, like that's what I was looking for because I feel like throughout quarantine like just the isolation has like affected me a lot. You know, you can't really see your friends all that much or people you'd want to see. Um, and just to find like community during this time through like a Zoom call of all things is just such a blessing. Like I can only imagine what it's going to be like when we can all actually meet in person. When uh-huh. we do that? <laughs> <laughs> know, right. Yeah, but that's what I mean. is just like to get out of the mindset of being an orphan. Just pay attention to the little things that um, that happen to you each day because they're that's the way God works and that's how He shows you you're being taken care of.
7: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm you kind of said something there that like resonated with me. So like the way you talked about um, like looking at the ways that he takes care of you and like when I think about it. So I feel like one of the ways that he takes care of us is by like answering our prayers, not in the way that we expect. So like what Ben was saying earlier too. So the same way like little kids want to go, you know, play kickball in the street. Like you have a parent saying like, uh, -uh, don't play in the street. You're going to get hit by a car. Like it's for your own good and it's for your own well being. And I think about, like, all the times that we pray for, like, material things or, like, stuff that's harmful. Um, Like, yeah, pretty much harmful to us. Like, whether it be, like, um, you know, that idea of, um, like, let me just give the example of, like, the romantic solution of, like, I feel like nothing's going right in my life. But, um, you know, there's this one person that I'm into God, if you can make this work, like, even though it's unhealthy, even though, you know, like,
3: um, Oh my God, that's crazy. You say that I've been having this. um, Well, I've been working with this person who's like, just completely treated me just, just been on and off. Like I'm going to call you when I want. And like in -hmm. that situation, like when I'm busy, like, don't, don't call me. I'm like, just, whoa, like who who wants to work with someone who's just going to like, treat you like a stray cat just put you in a yeah. cage when they don't want to talk to you not not love you when when they when they have their guests over or when they have the people over that they prioritize mm-hmm.
7: And like sometimes we romanticize those people because it's like oh well they're where I want to be in life or you know they've accomplished X Y and Z or maybe oh, you want a literal like romantic relationship with this person and like God just knows like that's not for you like I have other plans for you I have better things for you and that's like that's Ooh. their path but you, know, like, you have something else in store and I'm like not going to put that in your way and I'm doing it because I care about you and. Be because I
0: love you. Mm -hmm. That reminds me, um, I just saw this. um, I like screenshotted it. I think it's Proverbs 3, 5. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. And I think it's hard, you know, because we all just want like the quick fix, like the answer just straight up. But I catch myself just, I don't, I think God wants of course he wants the best for you and he wants to answer your prayers. But I always say like, be careful what you wish for, like pray for because I feel like it will come true, but maybe not in your, like how you envisioned it, you know? But it's more of um, like the journey you go on and the experiences you have to get there. Because there's so many times where I prayed for something, like for example, like a job opportunity. And it, it didn't come obviously the next week, but maybe it came like in two years. But when you finally get there, like, I noticed, like, I have to be careful what I pray for because I got what I wanted and then I experienced it to, like, its fullest potential and then that was it. You know, it just doesn't, like, it just it has a, um, it just has a certain duration of when it's supposed to live. Like, that opportunity was only, like, a three-month opportunity. It was, like, the best, like, three months of my life. But it's crazy how you hang on to something and it you finally get it. And maybe the anticipation was better than actually receiving it, you know? Um, But yeah, I always like tell myself that. So that's why I catch myself praying. Like, I want your, like God's will. I don't want my will because I know on my own terms, you're just set on a different road that maybe you're not even supposed to be on. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to just surrender and let go, but it's also not bad to, to pray for what you want. But I think you shouldn't just surrender and say, okay, I prayed about it. I don't have to do anything. I think there's a certain like work ethic you have to have. And when Mm -hmm. God, you have to meet God halfway. It's not just like, okay, like God's got me, that's it. But there there has to be some kind of like, um, willpower, you know? Mm -hmm.
7: And like, I get what you're saying too, but like the buildup was like more than the experience itself. Like Mm -hmm. we, when we get what we want, sometimes we end up in this position, like and then what? Like, what <laughs> yeah. What else? Like, mm-hmm. you know, why? This is like, this is it. This is what it cracked up to me. Like, I, I don't really know. Um, and it's kind of a weird thing, but like how you said that, you know, sometimes that opportunity or that like thing comes to you or that prayer gets answered, like maybe years down the line, months down the line, like, ultimately God's going to put it on your path when he feels like you're ready. And even if it's not in the way that you expected, so like, yeah, you know, still pray for those like opportunities. And you know, if that's what you feel like you want and God will answer it, however he chooses. Mm-hmm. And like, if you're putting in the work, if you're doing everything that like you possibly can in your, like in, within your own potential and in your own capacity, like we like to have this idea of control and that's our sense of security for us. It's like, oh, if I can control this and like, everything's going to be okay. You know, if things are to my standards, everything's going to be okay. And we have to give that up. And sometimes when we get what we want, like it's okay for it to not necessarily be what you expected it to, because like you're learning from it and you're seeing too that like, okay, maybe this isn't what I want. Maybe this isn't what i like really needed, but you know what, I'm learning. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's what I needed. It's just that like learning experience and not the object itself.
0: Exactly. And it just comes to show how like big of a picture God has for you. Because what I thought was my bigger picture, like for example, I like prayed for this certain job opportunity, right? I was like, by the time I'm 25, I'm going to work for this person because I love it here. And then I'm going to start my own thing. And I'm not even kidding you. Like a year later, I got the opportunity. I was, I think 20, 20 years old. I was like, Oh my God, I'm not qualified for this. Like, God, why did you put this in my position because, or like my hands, cause I can't control it. Like I'm scared. But um, I think we always said this in our other group, Jackie, like he qualifies the unqualified, you know? So like, if you look back in the Bible, he picked the ones that, ha- that struggled, you know? Um, but when you do get to the point where you get what you want, like how I did. And I realized there's su- such a bigger picture for me. So like supposedly 20, like when I turned 25, it's like, okay, like now what, like what's my plan there? So I like, don't get me wrong. It's good to have a plan and goals, five-year plan if you want. But initially, like, I just want what God wants for me. Cause when I just surrender it and just um, like sit in his presence and I just, I'm content with him alone. Like I'm not content with, um, like relationships or like a job opportunity. I my identity is like linked to him. I remember where I come from. People don't like a job doesn't have to validate how good of a person or like how much of a hard worker you are. You know, so whenever I feel down or things are not going my way or I feel like everybody's ahead of me, then I remember where I came from. You're you came from the king, like the person that designed you. You know, the fact that he even thought of you to be here on, in this time. Um I don't know. It just gives me kind of like a confidence boost. Boost that there's like something more out there for you. So
7: I will be done.
0: Yes,
5: my heart is like going like crazy right now. Okay. Aww. I have a story. It is time. <laughs> time for the story. No, literally at the oh my god. No, literally at the beginning of this, it was like everyone was talking. I think it was about being like a child of God and stuff. And like I had this story like in my mind. And then, like, the opportunity just never came up to share it. And I started talking about my grandma instead, which was, like, relevant at that time. But anyways, I was like, oh, am I not going to tell the story? Now is the time. Hello. So here's the story. <laughs> um, And it re- it's, like, my heart is, like, going crazy because it's, like, for one, it's, like, glowing. But for another, it's, like, it just, like, completely relates to, like, everything. At least for me. I don't know. You guys are probably like, what? No, I'm just kidding. Okay, anyway. <laughs> I'm very excited, as you can see. Okay, so, um, love um Yes, <laughs> happy Tuesday, everyone. I'm not okay.
3: Best day
1: of so, the week.
5: Yes. <laughs> um, okay, dreams. So I have like wild dreams. I have very like intuitive dreams, message dreams, and like future telling dreams, and like everything. Yes, Ben's face. Thank you. <laughs> it's just, oh, that's, reaction, that's awesome. So. Yeah. So also, if anyone is interested in intuitive dreams, I learned that a good thing to kind of harness your intuition and also kind of like hold on to those dreams, because your intuition passes by super fast, is like the first thing you do when you wake up is like to write down your dream. So like I have like a notebook and a pen like on my nightstand. So like the Mm -hmm. first thing I do when I wake up every day is like, if I have a dream, which is mostly I do, then like I'll write it down.
3: Oh, I gotta make that happen.
5: Yeah, it's really like it's changed like everything. Okay, anyways, so and the only reason why I remember this dream that I had last night, the lead up is so big, but anyways, is because I wrote it down in that book. So my dream was it was like actually the situation like that happened in the dream didn't really matter. It was more of like when I woke up, I knew what it was about and I knew it was like about my dad. And so, okay, so basically, like I, Uh, for like a long period of time when I was young, like, uh, my dad was super depressed. So I was like his main caretaker for, for like a couple of years or something like that. And then like, after I woke up from that dream, it was just basically like kind of like revisiting that feeling and also like telling me like, okay, it's ready to be healed. Like, it was basically like dormant for this whole time. And then today I was like, okay, it's ready to be healed. And then like in terms of like when someone was talking about like willpower and like okay, like here's here's what it is, like you have to come beat it now. And I was like, Okay, I'm gonna meditate and I'm gonna like meditate the prick out of this like <laughs> trauma or whatever, like you know, and stuff. And then so like I have this <laughs> um I found this meditation. It was like a self love meditation or something like that, or like just like a healing love meditation, um and stuff. And like in it, it's like basically like you see that person and like you know you like wrap them in this white light and there's this whole process but most of the meditation is just saying to them like I see you and like I completely and totally like what is it it's like something it's like I see you and like I like love you unconditionally and like totally accept you that was basically like it sounded like you know cuter in the actual meditation but that was like the main point (laughs) and stuff like that so that's what it was um and it just like made me think like oh so many things okay one it made me think like even all the like terrible things you go through like are supposed to like you know at the end of it like you get what you want like I know when I was little I don't know why but when I was eight specifically when I was eight I like had all these like it was like na- I was literally like manifesting I was like when I grow up I want to like spread like love everywhere I go I want to like make everything around me beautiful and like blah 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 like things like that and like that really stuck with me like I would say that like to myself and like have that feeling like every single day and like I don't know why but then like now looking back and now that I've like healed that situation with my dad then I'm like oh my god like that was the thing that was like hard and now I'm here and that's what gave me like such a depth of like I don't know compassion and everything, and, like, without that situation, I wouldn't have, like, the capacity to do what I wanted to do when I was eight, (laughs) which is basically, like, like, I don't know, be, like, Spongebob, and, like, fog through a meadow, and be, like, la, 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 like, just, like, spread love everywhere, and everything, um, yeah, oh, yeah, okay, and it also made me think, (laughs) I think this is the last thing, honestly, but, um, yeah, just, like, saying that, like, over and over again, like, I see you, like, I completely and totally, like, love you unconditionally and accept you, like, that kind of a thing. I was, like, when we were talking about, like, you know, being a child with your parents, but also being, like, a child of God, and I think someone said, like, you know, like, God is, like, the perfect parent, and I'm, like, well, like, that's, I would say, like, God's parenting philosophy, (laughs) you know? It's, like, if you really have to, like, try to find, like, I don't know, the secret sauce to, like, God, like, how he, like, used, like, all the children and, like, that kind of a thing, then I think it would be that, like, Yeah, meditation mantra, basically. And, yeah, I think that's the end of my story. Stay Thank
6: now. you. Like, <laughs> I didn't know anything about that, like, doing a meditation for someone else's feeling, like, in a way that you couldn't really, you know, help, what is it, like, how do you say it, like, help, like, in person, but that's, that's a really cool trick. I'm gonna try it. Get back yeah.
3: To it. <laughs> it's, crazy that, it's crazy that you say that. Cause around the same time, like when I was eight, I had two things happen to me. One, I'd have like nocturnal seizures just randomly. And I would just lift out of my body, just like natural astral projection, just like, Whoa. Um, just every night. I'd have a seizure and then I'd just lift out of my body. And then I'd also have this recurring dream every night, like a lot of nights, like I would just be walking down this dark alley, this, this darkest place and something would just swoop in and pick me up and I'd start flying. And I'd have that like, almost like every night. It was weird. Just like a lot of dreams and just the idea that they can be, um, you know, intuitional guides because I've had some crazy, like my most recent crazy dream was before I started my my vegetarian journey. I kept having all these signs from the universe from God telling me that I needed to go vegetarian. I needed to cut out the, the, uh, the meat. And then I had a dream one night walking through a field like of dead pigs, just murdered, like just, (laughs) just, just the craziest thing. I just had that dream and I was like, all right, it's time. I'm done mm-hmm. resisting the changes <laughs> I need to make. It's time to make the changes now, and so I started okay, my journey. Cool. Um, isn't that isn't it weird? Yeah, how so a dream cool. can take you on to the
1: next step. That's how God speaks to us sometimes through dreams. Oh, there I go through I'm people.
6: Going. There was a new time where <clears throat> where I was still like attached to this person that was not good for me at all and they finally like disappeared out of my life and I was just so like sad so sad man and I was kind of just going back to to like past behavior so that night I had a dream and it was so interesting like it showed me so much but I was like waiting for this person the entire time and and I had a baby and I remember I was like in the woods with my mom and I was like mom what do we call the baby and she was like I don't know so I decided to ask the child and she was like suerte and it it means lucky in Spanish I was like mom she wants to be called suerte and all this stuff so like I was walking in the forest and I I remember like putting her out like this and like looking at her and I was like what what does she have of me and she was so happy like she was so full of life and (sighs) And just beautiful, man. And I remember I went and I went into the cabin, and then the person walked in, and I was like, "Look, look, like the baby." And the person like literally went into the bathroom and hit, and my baby started disintegrating and dying. And I remember I was so mad. I was like, "Why? Like, why are you like rejecting her? Like, why is my baby dying because of like you're not you're not accepting her?" And then I woke up. And I remember I researched, the, like, what it doesn't mean to have, like, a baby girl, a n- newborn baby girl. And it said that to have a dream about a newborn baby girl means that luck and good fortune is on your way. So it was, like, interesting because she yeah. actually spoke her omen, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, like, after that, I was like, fuck past behavior. Like, I'm different direction now. Yeah.
3: Pivot, gone. Exactly off to the distance yeah but yeah do you guys get a i get a lot of number sequences like uh me too you know, for instance lately i've been getting a lot of 22s and 222s me too oh, yeah okay.
4: them angel numbers Whoa. yeah that's yeah cool. just
3: like everywhere like y'all yo, sometimes wait, you go through this so time wild.
4: sorry
3: wait i need to. the numbers <laughs> <laughs> no like angelic numbers
2: I'm beginning oh, lot. eleven. No.
3: What is
1: happening?
2: <laughs> All of us. Oh my god. That was for my birthday.
1: Oh my god! Yeah, oh my god.
5: and twenty two is like my, I guess like my favorite number. So, and when you said that, I was like I literally have freaking balloons. I, sorry, continue.
3: <laughs> oh boy, that is wild. Uh,
7: a really good um thing that came up. So, like, um, I'm pretty sure I've told Sabrina. I think about like angel numbers I get them a lot because like my mom always says um like since her dad passed away like he passed away in 2004 um mm-hmm. ever since he passed away she started seeing like started seeing angel numbers in time so it's always like um she'd look at the clock and it was 2 22 11, 11 3 and like every single time she's like oh it's my dad saying hi like um And so now we've, like, always called them out, because she even, like, would wake up in the middle of the night, and she's like, it's 3.33, like, it's 2.22, and it would just, like, Mm -hmm. literally be that, like, sudden, and I was telling my friend about, I don't, like, it just, like, a, a personal issue, like, probably two or three weeks ago now, and... This came up um because she said oh when you like mention the thing about angel numbers cuz it was like 1111 11 when i messaged her and i felt like i got an answer and i was like oh funny like i feel like i got clarity when i saw the time was 1111 11. like i got my answer to what i was asking you about and then she was like oh when you say 1111 11, i think of Hebrews 1111 and so now i can't help but like look at angel numbers and not think of that verse so um it says, and by faith, even Sarah, who was past childbearing age, was enabled to bear children because she considered him faithful, who had made the promise. So what I got from that was like, God will always keep his promise to take care of you and like mm-hmm. be that loving like entity that you need. And like, will always keep those promises that he has given you throughout your entire existence. Like you'll never be without so long as you know you belong to him. And I feel like that ties like so perfectly with what we're talking about today, just like being a child of God. Like parents will take care of their kids regardless of what it takes. Like we'll give you the shirt off their back.
1: Yeah, have faith in the promise. Like imagine just being Sarah's age and God literally telling you, you know, I have bigger things for you. Mm -hmm. Uh, What are you talking about, God? You know how old I am? Like, I'm useless <laughs> in this area. My time is passed. I'm no more. Okay. But God's timing. Uh, impeccable. I said that earlier. I <laughs> love that guy. I
7: just like how that was phrased. I <laughs>
1: love that <Okay>. guy. <laughs> so casual. Yeah, but I was feeling his love a lot. Um just thinking about my mother But like you said earlier, like taking the shirt off your back. I would remember like just thinking about sacrifice. Like we came from a low-income class, um, but we never knew. Our mom did a really good job for uh, providing for us and making sure we're happy and taken care of. Um, But thinking back and like thinking about it, going back in time, I remember her like not eating dinners with us, but sitting down and her just saying, no, no, I had a big lunch. Um, My friend took me out or I had a big breakfast or I'm not really hungry. But in reality, we just didn't have any food. And she made sure just to sacrifice her own portions for us to make sure we were eating. And I know we already covered this, but... Like if my mom's willing to go ahead and do things like that for me, I'll always be taken care of like God is always going to go ahead and take care of every single need, and like Ben said earlier that's it's why we have to go ahead and do what we're meant to do here on this earth, and God is just going to go ahead and provide every step in the way. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're all destined for for something for something better. And in order to find out we have to be as child, we have to be as, his... just, i don't know how to explain it. Um...
3: The feeling inside is what will bring you alive in that reality of mm-hmm. unity. It's not going to come from the outside. Exactly. That's what I've, that's what I've been learning. Like the, the feeling of harmony, of unity with everything around you, where discrepancy is no longer present, where where difference is no longer insistent on your scale of judgment. I mean, it's just when you go inside and you find that unity and that harmony with yourself, your whole reality starts to open up. It's like, it's like the universe just took a highlighter and just started highlighting everything. It's hard to describe, but you know, you go in and out of it because you you have to understand that, um, that faith is the only thing that makes it permanent mm-hmm. faith and belief because it's going to be taken away from you over and over again until you decide to make faith a part of your life
1: mm-hmm.
3: true faith you know reminding yourself every morning on on your why why you're doing this why you're doing that why you have faith what faith is know what faith is mm-hmm. you know, have a definition
1: yeah I think my faith gets strengthened every time he just proves himself and remains faithful to his promises my faith on what he will do for me just gets stronger and stronger every time and I feel like I go through longer periods of just not lacking any faith and trusting in his process and who he is and what he's going to do for me Mm -hmm. and how he will lift me up out of every situation but yeah we're totally connected and talking about like being children of God and not being an orphan anymore and having all these new brothers and sisters in Christ. um, I think that's how we stay connected. A lot of the manifestations happen. Like when we're connected truly to the source, to God, our manifestations will happen through other people. Messages will come to us through other people and other people are going to go ahead and help us create our realities. But we all have to be connected to the source. And also being heirs of God too. Like he created all life. He created all love. That's all ours. (laughs) This whole world is ours. Everything in it. All this beautiful nature. All the beautiful people in it. Brothers and sisters. And we're all connected to it. through God. I feel like we have a lot coming for us heaven is ours like I don't know if anyone's ever been to Yosemite or Grand Canyon or any national park ever but I imagine that's heaven <laughs> I imagine even better than that
2: I've only been in the Grand Canyon and oh my gosh it's so beautiful like it's it's so beautiful it looks like a painting it looks like the are yes. yeah. in
1: front of a painting. It
2: does look great. Like, even when you're looking
1: at it, it's like, is this a green screen? Yeah, yeah. Is yeah it looks
2: so great. It's so beautiful. It
7: is. I think, like, we definitely connect with God through nature, for sure. Like, I
1: think so, too. It's, oh,
7: it's the best places to literally just sit. Like, things yes. Best, <laughs> like, gratitude becomes real. And I think, like, you also... I at least this is me like I kind of realize my size like in the world it's Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's, I don't know um I know Sabrina is familiar with this but like I don't know if you guys are familiar with Enneagrams um but it's like so you have like a number scale one through nine and like each number is a different characteristic or like a different type of person Mm -hmm. and so um like for example, I'm a one, and the one is a, reform- like a reformer. So like, they're perfectionists and feel like they have to like make an impact somewhere. Oh, and a nine is a peacekeeper,
0: and a seven. Wait, can you
3: send? Can you send this into uh, the Instagram yeah. chat, later? Is there a personality,
1: personality test? Oh, yeah.
3: okay. I
0: it's a seven. I think. Yeah. yeah, I think I was like
2: a two or three. I,
7: <laughs> I love sevens. Like sevens.
3: <laughs> Seven, I love seven. looking into this type of stuff. So
7: cool. It's So spontaneous. And like, so I'm a one and I'm very like, I feel like I have to make an impact and I feel like I have to do something meaningful and like purpose-driven and I'm constantly like trying to be better or like, yeah, than I was. And mm-hmm. it's like consistent change. And so like being in nature always puts me in this kind of space of like, hold on, like
2: yeah, you
7: know, maybe your impact doesn't need to be that massive. Like look at all the things God has already done and, yeah it'll bring you that much more peace like Mm -hmm. when i when i think about it there's this one place that like i always remember i had like the best like thought about god like the best like reflection time and it was this national park in germany on like this super crazy hike where people were literally in like climbing gear and like with little pick like picks to climb these ropes and like crazy boots and i was literally in a pair of like running (laughs) shoes and I was like all right let's
3: go got it (laughs) hidden Mount Everest on A6 baby let's go
7: (laughs) and they were like not even like quality running shoes oh my
1: gosh
7: flat bottom I was sliding I was all over the place but I literally remember like dripping sweat like (laughs) completely exhausted sitting on a log with my roommate and like it it was just this weird sense of peace like we literally weren't even at the top of this mountain but we're like looking across at another one Mm -hmm. and it was like Dang. Like all of this beauty in one spot and like there's just so much out there that like we don't see day to day. And I feel like that's like a good metaphor for like your everyday. And like when your prayers don't get answers, it's like or like they're not answered the way that you want because they're always answered always mm-hmm. like in different different ways. But I feel like there's so much that we don't always see. And like, we don't always get to see that big picture. Cause like the view from the bottom of that mountain is completely different and like a different kind of beauty than the one at the top and like mm. the grand picture and the grand scheme of things.
3: So one from the bottom is opportunity. True. The one from the bottom is the opportunity to achieve something. Mm. The opportunity to get, to lay tracks down, to be a railroad. Mm. And then the top is like, oh my God. I transcended that fear. I, I put the tracks down. I, I, I was the train that choo-chooed all the way to the top <laughs> and now I'm here and now I can just bask in the rest in the retrospect
1: mm-hmm.
3: because I knew that i put my best in and, and I, and I got there. It's a different kind. Like you, you got to be thankful for the opportunity and when you conquer it as well. Both stages, beginning and end, yin and yang, it's all one. You know, it's all one thing, one process.
1: It all you were talking about earlier about your impact and how you always want to go ahead and just be acting in purpose and uh, like changing people's lives in a way. Um, yeah, definitely. I feel like I relate to that too. I feel like I wanted to go ahead and just change everybody's lives and just um, the masses, the masses, the masses. Mm-hmm. But then I had a thought. And I've probably shared this before, but, you know, the day I got saved, like there was like, I was like one of the few who went up to the altar that day and decided to go ahead and give my life over. And I always think like, you know, Pete Prosters all um, say a lot of the time, what if the whole sermon was just made for you? And I think God loves us that much that he'll go ahead and do that. Mm-hmm. but I think, like, if I was that one person, like, that was enough anyways, because that one person went ahead and had this amazing impact and changed other people's lives, and now we get to talk here today. Um, but I don't know. That just came to my mind, because I mm-hmm. often stress about having to change people's lives and do all this, and, like, if if I'm not seeing the numbers, and I'm not doing anything, but sometimes it's literally just that one person, and a lot of the time I find... The people who you're changing, the people who you're affecting, um, aren't even the people that you think or you see, but they mm-hmm. see you. Like they don't yes. like, they don't comment, they don't do anything like that. Mm-hmm. They're looking at you. Yeah,
3: and I think we can't. For, you can't forget about. You know, although we all have such a deep passion to impact other people, we can't forget about the importance and the transformation we're going through, and and that that is. The transformation and us seeing ourselves in the brightest light possible Mm -hmm. where we love ourselves to the deepest degree possible. That's why we're here. Mm -hmm. Everything else comes after that because if we don't have ourselves under control in the way that we want ourselves to be in order to accomplish what we want to do, we're not rooted in the ground. We're not rooted in God. We're not, we're not part, we're not consciously part of the whole grand scheme. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we, we love to, we love to, you know, document our progress by the amount of impact we're having outwardly. But sometimes we're being called to have deep inward transformation, really long yes, transformation inward